What's up? Welcome to Purple Politics. My name is Sean. My name is Tim. Uh, and we're both just completed our freshman year of college. So we're a younger take on some of the mischief going on right now. Uh, yeah, some of the tomfoolery in Washington, D.C. and around the world. Uh, and take that as you will, but as the name suggests, Purple mixture of red and blue uh mm-hmm. me being the blue and tim being the red indeed so with this so yeah so yeah, continue. we're gonna um just kind of bring you a mix of mainly political stuff talk about um lots of the new issues and funny stories and um stuff like that but also just talk more in depth on certain things and uh talk about just a lot of relevant stuff and uh just kind of give our opinion on everything so the first story that i am personally interested in is Mm -hmm. this navy seal eddie gallagher uh he's being charged with a couple of war crimes uh so he is known to have uh, shot point blank into crowds of people, uh, random shots into buildings, pointless shots, shooting unarmed old man and a young girl. Um, One is where he stabbed a captive with his hunting knife and then bragged about it. Uh, The captive was a teen. Um, So this guy... Not only that, but he was turned in by his his SEAL squad, um, which if and if you need to know anything about the special force community, uh, especially at those levels, is it's basically a shroud. And if you're turned in by your own squad, you're doing some dirty stuff. Oh yeah. And so it looks like. Trump is gonna pardon this guy. Uh, do we know? Do we have any reason? Has Trump given any reason for why? Does he does he know him at all or something? Uh, there was. Well, CNN is reporting that. Or let me see where the link is from. But there's apparently a link between. Mm-hmm the lawyer for the Navy SEAL uh, being worked being working with the Trump administration in the past um, or in the in the current uh, the attorney also represents the Trump somewhere. organization apparently yep and so there's a very uh, hard line that Trump takes being in favor of the military and being a back a backer of the men and women in service but you know one whole 
aspect of the United States military is we aren't them, if that makes sense. Right. So, like, shooting shooting at civilians, hitting civilians, uh, killing captives. At what point does that differentiate from the people you're supposed to be fighting? If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, our our shared take on this both is that Trump would be completely in the wrong to do this. Um, my thing is, from, from what it seems, um, pretty much the majority of the, the people in the military and even the SEALs who are close to them, uh, close to him, are saying is that, you know, that, that Trump should let the the military trial happen, and then from there, um, he could be slightly more justified in making a pardon, but it seems like Trump is potentially going to go ahead and pardon him before there's even a military trial. Yeah, and, the court-martial. Um, I don't know when the court-martial, the court-martial. is the Eddie Gallagher. Right. Right. So, I just, I don't understand, you know, why he would do things out of order it, it, to me, I you know, if if he were to go ahead and do that, I would say that I strongly disagree, and as does seems like most of the military people are are or would be with me on that because you know we have the system in place for a reason. The military um, has the court martial, the ability to look into it. They have all the facts. Um, they have a history of dealing with these types of cases, and yeah. Trump would just kind of go ahead and and ruin that. So it is. Um, it is. I just looked up the date, and the date for the court-martial seems to be May 28th, unless it's been changed from that. That's from the Navy Times. Um, sure. And the pardon, Trump wanted the papers prepared for Memorial Day, which is the 20th, 27th. Uh, right. Cause oh, man. There's two, there's two stories here. There could be the chance that if he's innocent, like people are saying, then wouldn't a court-martial... You know, go in his favor then. Um, exactly. It's it seems to be like uh, this blind patriotism towards you know uh, people just because right. they put on a uniform. At what point right. is there a limit set? Um, right. And Sean, we know you're an honorable man in uniform yourself. No, I'm not. I do not represent. You're an ROTC, and, and you've killed. Many evil people in your life. Ah, oh, Jesus. Um, you know, we we love to support our troops, but um, my views. Yeah, even even you are. <laughs> my views do not represent the are. Department of Defense. Yeah, and I am. Um, I'm no expert. Right. Uh, do you? So I don't know. Are you planning on entering the military? Um, to be decided. To be decided. To be yeah. decided. What would you? What would you want to do? Military in intelligence. Military? That's my ideal right. role. That's that sounds dope. It would be it'd be an interesting time. Uh, just but, get to get all the tea on all the bad people and just spill it. Yeah, exactly. I would get all the tea on the Taliban. Mm. Yes, um, Taliban tea. We should start a we should start a brand of tea. Taliban so, tea with flat tummy tea. Yeah, yeah. If, if there are any um, attractive women out there listening to this podcast, which I highly doubt, <laughs> please consider being. Please consider being our Instagram model for Taliban tea. Um, we'd love to make some money because um, we sure as hell aren't making money off this. Um, yeah. Um, 
I don't know. Anything else you want to say about that? Uh, I do want to say that um, they're... The military community is a lot uh, is a lot different than civilian community based mm. on you know the stuff I'm reading, uh, mm. and the culture itself is a lot different. So I see a lot of um, you know I see a lot of examples of people saying you know he he was still. No one knows what it was like to be him overseas, and there's no doubt that deployment is excruciating and the stress mm, weight on sure. someone is unbearable, uh, especially if you see your friends yeah. die to these combatants, and then if you get them, you're definitely going to be full of anger. Uh, but it's just, where's the line drawn? There was another pardon that he gave out to uh, an army second lieutenant, or an army lieutenant. I don't know if it was a second or first. Um, yeah, uh, his name was Michael Henna, I believe. Mm -hmm. So he was. A lieutenant at the time and he killed an unarmed POW that he sent out to question uh, it was basically after the yeah it was after his uh, sentence was already up so it was basically clemency he gave him a fresh slate um, okay and you know the story behind that is that Behenna 24 uh, acted in self-defense when mm -hmm. the guy, the combatant, threw a chunk of concrete at him and reached for the, the handgun of the lieutenant, and then he killed him afterwards. Um, right. So in that case, I can, I could definitely see how a pardon is more justified, and I, I'd honestly accept that pardon as as well because one, it very well could have been self-defense, and two, his sentence was already over. Sure. Uh, he was on parole at the time, right. but right. in in this case, when it's a slew of people saying that this seal did unspeakable war crimes, I just find that if you let this go as a as a oh it's whatever, then that's sending a message both to our troops and to the insurgents that were fighting overseas that's creating more terrorists right. than anything that's else true. yeah i'm with you on that so i i think this is a silly pardon if he follows through with it oh yep completely agree now interestingly would you be in favor of getting rid of the presidential pardon as a whole because we've seen it used for good um but now we're, we're looking in a case where it, it likely will be used for for bad um and you know we've seen it as as silly as the story is we've seen kim kardashian free <laughs> you know first time first time non-violent drug offenders who were given ridiculously long sentences and, and that i i would i have an agreement um that that is the sentences as they were given were ridiculous and 
I don't know the specific number of people she's helped, but there's been um, definitely multiple reduced sentences, and I think maybe even a dropped um, or like a, uh, an official pardon. Um, but it, it all had to be done with the help of, of President Trump, um, his clemency and pardon powers. But it's a lot of power for one man over other people's lives, um, you know, and, and I'm generally in favor of a more powerful Congress um, and a less powerful president. Um, you know, every now and again, I might be sort of hypocritical on that, but for the most part, um, through Obama and through Trump, um, I've been against a lot of the sort of executive things that they've done. Um, what, I don't know, what, what are your thoughts? I would be, it's just, it's tough for me to say because it can be used for good, but it can be used for bad too. It all, I just don't know. It all rests in the individual. I don't alter. Yeah. And so, if you're using it, uh, I mean, I think that it's, it's definitely a needed power uh, because things, information mm -hmm. changes over the years and you, what if someone is totally exonerated of a crime, but they're not given another appeal chance? Or, right. uh, or if there's an incredible sentence for a petty crime, you know, at what point? Right. Yeah. So you 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 think the current system is is acceptable? Yeah. It's again, it comes down to the individual and how they want to use that power, because. Right. You've definitely seen controversial calls. Um, who was that? Who was the pardon? Was it Joe Arpe Arpaio? Arpaio, the mayor? Yeah, Joe Arpaio, yeah. Um, or not the mayor, the sheriff of uh, Arizona. Yeah. Like, yeah, Phoenix, yeah. Like, I don't support that. And then there was another... Uh, there was another pardon, what was it? Chelsea Manning, that was also controversial. So it also... Yep. It's judgment as well, so you're yeah. definitely seeing no, I, a president more willing to use it for their own, you know, allies and benefits than yeah, than actuality. Yeah, no, I think when you put it that way, that for a lot of people, it's kind of like their last chance. I think, I think I'd I'd be willing to to stand in support of the pardon and clemency powers, but. I think we just have to swallow the um, the bad that comes along with the good with that. Um, it, so yeah, there'll always be bad though, because even if there's pe even if Trump pardoned those people uh, for the non or the nonviolent drug crimes, there's definitely people who disagree with that mm -hmm. and think that those people deserve those sentences. So right, it's always going to go both ways. That's very true. Yeah, it's all subjective. Yeah. Um, all right. So, moving on. Um, in some news that I think has truly brought America to its knees, Ed and Brian Krasenstein have been banned from Twitter. And um, as much as I was just exaggerating there, it's really you know the audience and that they built over the years is really quite something because President Trump on Twitter, everybody makes a huge deal about his tweets. He tweets a lot of incisive. Um, Things, a lot of bullshit. And, yes. And in the majority of his tweets, the first responders will be Ed and Brian Krasenstein, these two 30-something white brothers um, that are huge leaders of the so-called resistance. Um, and 
I would say in a majority of his tweets, they're there, the first ones to respond, and they always show up because they get a lot of likes and a lot of retweets. And so they've, you know, if you do the math, they've compiled, you know, an incredible number of, of views um, and people, you know, reading their tweets and their opinions over the years because everybody has their eyes on Trump's tweets, you know, and you say 50% of the people who look at Trump's tweets also look at the replies to it, right? Or at least, like, and one or two say, of the replies. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. At least the top ones, and they were exactly. always at the top. And then you say, um, you know, probably... 75% of the time they were at the top as opposed to further on down the list. You know, you do the math on that, and their voice is being seen right after, right next to Donald Trump's voice, um, all, you know, almost 50% of the time. Yeah. Um, which is just, you know, pretty crazy. And, and now they're banned for um, operating fake Twitter accounts and using money to, to purchase um, and run set accounts to boost their own followings and help lead the resistance and whatnot. Um, and it's just, you know, it's just kind of a crazy day and age we live in where, you know, you can get such a huge voice um, and then, you know, you just get banned and then all of a sudden, like, you know, the, you know, the audience of Trump tweets just completely changes because they're no longer having to look at these guys. And so their their viewership goes from millions and millions of people to zero in a day. And it's just, it's really, really quite interesting to me just... You know that that's the kind of world we live in, where you know over the internet, you know you can see these these um, this roller coaster rise of popularity. It's it's really quite something. Yeah, I I always take those tweets with a grain of salt. I actually muted both those guys. That's why I had no idea uh, they mm-hmm. were even banned because <laughs> it's such a market. Because yeah. if you get, I don't even know if they're sincere in what they say. Because there's such oh, yeah. a market for it. Um, and they also ran their own website, I believe, or run it currently. And mm-hmm. when it comes to that, I feel that when you're that serious and that permanent in mm-hmm. your adamancy against Trump, uh, you're always responding, you have this huge following. I mean, it is a business to them at that point because it can direct oh, yeah. to tweets or to, to clicks on their site or what they do and then they make money off that. Uh, yeah. And and there's actually um, kind of like a, a video um, that someone took, um, kind of like an undercover video. Um, I can't find it. Um, of I, It was Brian Krasenstein, I believe. Um saying, admitting on camera, and the video looks very credible, um, that uh, that they are being paid by other people to do that and to kind of, like, lead this sort of resistance. And so not only were they getting views for their own website, um, it's possible that, like, other people are doing this. And it's just such a crazy world where, you know, just space on the Internet just has such value that people would pay, you know, others to take up that space just to get their message across and, and to get, you know their words on a, on a gigantic billboard basically um it's really quite something yeah as i said i muted them because they're so annoying uh i also muted yeah. that dr eugene that i always see all the time dr. Eugene. you've probably yeah. seen him yeah uh yeah. i muted a couple right-wing accounts too uh who's that sure. one guy like scott he has a long hair he looks like a goofball Oh, Scott Pressler or whatever. Yeah, that guy who's. Yeah. <laughs> mm. 
he's like the he's the big like um I can't remember Scott Pressler. Uh, yeah. Democrats um, choose criminal illegal aliens over Americans. <laughs> like I always take that with a grain of salt. Uh, his birthday is a day yeah. after mine. That's disgusting. Um, yeah, and who's that other guy? Who's that one guy who got banned? Uh, Jacob Wool. Yes, I love that guy. He's so funny. That guy's a that mess. That kid is so funny. He, what did he? He's done so many things. We need to do a Jacob Wool episode. He, you know, at this is, you know, he's done so many stuff even after he was banned from Twitter. Yeah, he's um, still trying to. Wasn't he? He was just trying to get men, Republican men, uh, like Republican aides, mm-hmm. to accuse Pete Buttig- Buttigieg. I can't pronounce that name. Uh, mm-hmm. Of rape Buttigieg. or sexual assault. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he and also. Tra- I think he continue. Um. He he hired he hired people to like fake attack him at like. A, a fake rally like he was holding like just just to like get you know to to make people think that people out there really wanted him dead oh as God. if anyone could really give two cents what he has to say and then what was the thing that that was like the big thing that he originally got banned for i think it was um he did one with robert Mueller. uh he paid that? a woman to accuse him of sexual assault and then yep, they held yep. a big press conference and the woman never showed up because it was fake and yeah. she it was fake yeah uh and then was that the same thing where he had the website the media company and it was all tied back to his dad's phone number to his mom's phone number yeah his mom's phone number and he kept denying that it was him but it was so clearly him because the media company's phone number was literally just his mom's phone number yeah his original (sighs) claim to fame was he was banned from investing Yes, he was banned. Hold up. Wow, that's not even his... Okay, his occupation on Wikipedia is conspiracy theorist, fraudster, and internet troll. <laughs> um, Hell of a life. Yeah. Hell of a life. Really living the dream, if you ask me. Okay, so he funny. W- was banned from investing for the rest of his life oh my gosh how is that even is there a like is, was that by the sec or something? by the or national futures association by the national futures association <laughs> wow it's funny the uh, things people will do for yeah he was for attention the charged with 14 counts of securities fraud Oh my gosh. Uh, Were they dropped? No. Oh. Is that like an ongoing thing or what? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. Well, yeah, and then he was banned from everything. Yeah, this guy's insane. I don't know if he's just. Like, if there's something going on in his head, or Mm -hmm. if there's, like, or if he's being paid or what. Oh, this is a great tweet. I don't know. I just left a hipster coffee shop in downtown L.A. There was a group of young Democrats murmuring to each other that they know the suspicious packages were an inside job to make Republicans look bad. 
That's his thing. Or that was his thing. I was sitting in a oh hipster coffee shop. Mm. Love, love my, he was probably just like Starbucks. <laughs> or he was completely making it up. Oh, well, yeah. No, I, yeah. I'm sure the story was oh, yeah. up, but to him, I'm sure Starbucks is hipster. I'm sure everything that isn't, you know, yeah. whatever he's used to and, and is slightly liberal is just a foreign world to him. Um, yeah, it, it's funny. There's a lot of characters out there. Honestly, it, I, I'm, I'm grateful for people like Jacob Well and the Craftsman scenes because they, they just provide us with a lot of entertainment. Yeah, they provide it, us it, with entertainment. However... There's definitely people who believe them. No, that no, that's true. Hundreds thought, yeah. I mean, the Crescentines had millions of followers, and Jacob Bull, I think, had had a million had or something followers too. Yeah, you know, something and and crazy. Of right, of all those people, there's you know probably a decent few who realize how stupid they are eventually and, and unfollow. But there's there's always tons of people who are just you know loyal to a fault and will just believe whatever the person says whenever they're accused of anything um which is kind of sad um yeah it's, insane. Yeah, it's pretty funny <sighs> all right sean what else you want to talk about on this fine podcast uh we could talk tariff Ooh, tariffs i'd be down to talk tariff <sighs> against tariffs i am one of them i believe you're one of them too um and uh it just it hasn't worked and i just wonder if maybe trump is either too stupid to realize it or if he's too um he's too almost like self-confident um and wants to give off this image of strength that he's not willing to admit that he's wrong even though he might know he's wrong because china has retaliated the economy the numbers have shown that it hasn't helped our economy very much um and it's just you know, proven that, that it ends up being a tax on, on American consumers. Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't agree with tariffs. Um, they all around just aren't a great thing. They help a very small portion of people. Um, producers. Increased, exactly. Small um, portion of producers. Small so. portion of producers, good point. Um, and then hurt global tensions and, and hurt basically the entire rest of America. Um, and so, yeah, it's not, uh, no, no bueno. I don't know if it's overconfidence even. I, I want to say it's insecurity or like this notion that Donald is always winning. And mm -hmm. instead of pulling out and saying, no, this is bad. If he's not winning, he's losing, obviously, and so uh, that's not a good image, and he'll be attacked for that if he says, or if it's it comes out that he lost the trade war. So uh, right. instead, I think he's just going to try to expedite a deal being made. But again, China might even hold out to see if they can get someone else in 2020. Uh, right. Very true. And I believe they're slapping tariffs on a broader range of products now. Uh, Nike and, a, and Adidas, I believe, and some other... A coalition of, I believe, 150 shoemakers sent Trump a letter saying, if you put tariffs on shoes because 
that's one that's on the list for the next tariff uh, tariff slap. Uh, it's going to directly impact consumers. Um, they made a point mm -hmm. of mentioning they can't just pack up their factories and move them out of China. That's not mm -hmm. an overnight thing that you can do. Uh, right. And uh, if it's been 25% lately, so let's say every shoe now costs 25% more to import. Uh, that means that they're either going to take a huge price uh, price hit and and lose a bunch of profit or they're gonna have to raise prices to make the mm -hmm. that profit back and then shoes are a necessity at this point unless you're a free foot gang um but <laughs> i reckon that you slap tariffs on on commodities that people need and it's I, I don't know. I, I, we're in too deep at this point. Yes. And I. The only end I see is a trade deal, but it's been made clear that Trump has no idea what he even wants, and so yeah. it's it's just a circle. I think he just does whatever he thinks comes off as America first. Yeah, and he's made it clear. He, he has no idea what tariffs are. He has no idea what trade policy is. He's very right. limited in that scope. Yeah. Um, and yep. As successful-ish as he was as a businessman... It, Not it even. It hasn't it's... translated to... to, you know, any sort of, you know wonderful um he's not know, a good deal maker it certainly that's doesn't the, help him on the tariff sense yeah that's no, the bottom exactly. line he doesn't no, know how I, to make I, deals I'm with you on that yeah I'm, I'm generally in favor of his economic policies but in terms of tariffs and deals um, yeah but I that that itself isn't even his him. policy that's just the standard republican policy of just deregulation more free market oh yeah yeah. But like is that that's separate from tariffs though. Yeah. Tariffs are very yeah. anti conservative. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Most I don't know. There's too many and this goes for a lot of things. There's too many Republicans who sacrifice their prior beliefs to align with Trump and tariffs is one of those things because again, yeah, like you're saying, typically tariffs have been a an enemy is, of conservative yeah, that's thought. Direct, that's direct government intervention in a market. Exactly. Uh, exactly. It's it's going to... Trump might end up alienating his base from this. Um, look, there's uh, another stimulus package for the farmers was just announced. I think it's 16 right. or $18 billion that they're going to be giving out. That's Trump change. And <laughs> let's be honest... That kind of sounds like socialism. It's very New Dealy. It is, is and first, so is my first thought. It's so it's just so completely ironic that Trump just like a month ago was saying America will never be a socialist country, and then he's giving mm -hmm. he's giving out money to farmers. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it's ironic. I think he's grasping at everything he can to save dying industries. Um, mm -hmm. 
like coal steel industries those, a lot of those steel jobs are not going to be coming back permanently no um no I, I, like it coal is I a mean, dying it, industry it's it's sad for for those workers but yeah it, 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 it it's kind of necessary I'd like, instead of trying to save these jobs, to invest in getting them newer, better jobs that has growth and uh, and potential, as opposed to how we're slowly moving away from coal. What are those people going to do after that? They're just going to be left out. Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah. silly, but I do think that there needs to be more party integrity. In the same way that when Democrats are in the wrong, Democrats do need to admit they're in the wrong. But yeah, it it starts with the party in charge. There's always a lot more pressure on them to be more forceful in For their sure. in their power. For sure. Uh, but as long as my J's stay the same price, I'm okay. Oh yeah, no. As long as. As long as I'm okay, the world's okay, you know? You know, fuck everyone else, right? <laughs> That's precisely. Um, have any closing stories or things you want to bring up? Um, no, I think solid first episode overall. A lot of agreement on the first episode. Um, you might see more debate-style things moving forward, but this was this was all good. Um, yeah, no, I think it was a good first episode. Promoted RT... Um, exposed Jacob Wool and the Krasensteins, um, ripped on old Donnie Trump. Solid, solid, solid episode. All right, sounds good. All right, uh, well, uh, yeah, thanks for, for joining us, folks, anybody who's listening to this out there. Thank you for your time, Tim. Yep, all right. See y'all later. Take care. Adios. Bye-bye.